Hello there, amigos. Welcome to PPC Burrito, the podcast that aims to deliver nourishing knowledge about the world of pay-per-click marketing. Hi there, I'm Michael Kenny. And hola, I'm Becky Hopkin. And we represent Digital Gearbox, a specialist PPC agency dedicated to helping businesses across the globe unlock new customers with awesome platforms like Google Ads. PPC Burrito exists to help you get the most out of your campaigns, but we're also here to meet talented marketers, hear their stories and understand more about how marketing in general has helped their business grow and thrive. (laughs) <laughs> Becky, Becky, we're recording this on the 25th of June 2020, and uh, I'm melting. Yeah, we chose the hottest day of the year, because <laughs> we're, we're smart. <laughs> we are, we are, but we're going to live with our decision. We've got a really good show coming up today, wonderful, wonderful guests coming. Really looking forward to getting into that, but before we do, obviously, I think a little bit of housekeeping, uh, and maybe a PPC tip or two, um, maybe, hopefully, Becky, before I pass out, because, you know, I, I record in, in my attic studio, and uh, we, we've been talking about getting an air conditioning uh, air conditioning unit, and uh, as soon as Laura mentioned that, I was like, please... I need it. I might die. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm okay at the moment. You sound perfectly fine at the moment, which is great. I've got um, a fan and an open window, so um, I'm covered both ways. Super. Angus has called ahead in advance. He has said that he's wearing a mankini. Um, so, so listeners, um, we're, we're not recording video for this conversation. I'm sure you'll be pleased to know he's a good-looking dude, but mankinis don't do wonders for anyone, I, I find, <laughs> through my personal experience. But look, before we get going, as as we said at the start, the this podcast exists to share some PPC knowledge, uh, but we're also looking to learn about marketers as well. But So before we get into our guest, uh, we've got some PPC news, some PPC tips to share with you. Becky, take it away. Back in March, Google announced they were committing to providing $340 million uh, worth of free Google Ads credits to small and medium businesses um, who had been active advertisers on Google Ads since the beginning of 2019. Um, When they announced that, they didn't say how much or when, um, but finally the time arrived um, after we recorded the podcast last week. And those credits started to get dumped across all our accounts, which was very exciting. Um, So in terms of how much we're seeing people receive, um, if you spent less than £5,000 last year, they seem to be giving out £65 worth of ad credits. If you spent between five to twenty-five grand, £220 worth of ad credits. And if you spent above twenty-five grand, then you're getting six hundred and ten worth of ad credit. So that's that's not to be sniffed at. Um, so obviously, our our tip this week would really be to check whether you've got any credits, um, and you can do that by in a few ways. So you may have received an email. Um, if you are logged as a, a user of the Google Ads campaign manager, they should have emailed you. But if you if you haven't got that uh, email, you can check by logging into your account and you will see a blue notification bar at the top of your campaign manager, which will say you've been granted X amount. Um, and you can also find the ad credit in your promotions page um, on the Google Ads account as well. So just log in, click on the tools icon at the top of the page and under billing set promotions and you'll find it there. Um, you need to use these credits before the end of the year, so um, think about how you can make the most of them. Um, don't just let them disappear because it's free money. 
I do love the fact that Google have done this and, uh, you know, really helping support businesses through, you know, what is um, still proving to be quite a difficult time uh, economically. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. What, what Becky says, look out for those emails, look out for those blue bars, apply those credits. But just remember that if you do not use them, you will lose them. So try and think how you can get those credits into your current budget you know it might be that that credit is going to replace some of your budget or it might be that you might want to stretch that credit out and just reduce your budget a little bit so however you want to do it um make sure that you use it and uh you know uh, it's obviously going to hopefully help make a difference um so so keep an eye out for those um yeah great tip becky that's all right uh, one more thing just uh, to add you can't transfer credits to another account so if you've got an old account um, where you've got the credits and you've got a nice shiny new one for any reason or you've got multiple businesses unfortunately you've got to use it in that account that you've been credited so factor that into your plans there we go that's uh, ppc tip one of the day google ad credits use them or lose them uh stick around through uh stick around towards the end of the episode we will be sharing a second ppc tip then uh, but in the meantime becky shall we talk to angus yes let's Today's guest is someone that we've been looking forward to speaking to ever since we first conceived the idea for this podcast. Angus Grady is the LinkedIn Unlocker. An experienced sales and marketing professional, Angus helps unlock the true potential of LinkedIn, championing the platform as a powerful leads generation tool. Angus is also a prolific networker and a real favourite on the Southeast networking circuit, thanks in part to his incredible stories and a willingness to provide value in every interaction. It's a pleasure welcoming this great marketer and all-round good egg onto the show today. Welcome to PPC Burrito, Angus. How you doing? Oh, hiya, hiya. That was an introduction. I think that that person I'd like to meet as well. Bring him round. <laughs> give, give him, send me, send me his LinkedIn profile details. I'll connect with him straight away. I, I think it's an earned reputation, though, Angus. I mean, we, we connected uh, a couple of years ago now, and, uh, you know, we were saying off air that I was so taken back by uh, the warmness of just speaking. Because, you know, when you go networking, sometimes it's a bit awkward. Sometimes people are, you oh, know, terrible. they have the, yeah. yeah, sometimes people have those walls up, but not not with you. You were very <coughs> open, very brutally honest, um, very, um, you have the same kind of humor uh, as, as me, uh, but it was the follow up of the networking that just absolutely blew me away and you made a friend for life with that postcard well i just think that yeah you know i've i've been called brutally honest i'm kind of direct but honest but and but fair but i'm, I'm never rude i don't think i'm ever rude and i just really like networking because you kind of get to see the real person and when you ask a direct question like often when i see a coach and when they start talking to me my first question is how long is it since you've been made redundant and that kills them because <coughs> often often they've decided to become a coach for all the wrong reasons not because they're good at what they do but they haven't got any other options so honesty and directness is kind of part of my package and it's uh it, it's quite a package and uh yeah as i said angus it's a real pleasure having you on the show and, and also <laughs> this is is this actually the first time you have uh, had a chat with becky as well which is i'm, I'm so excited to put put the two of you together on the same nice. chat I mean, I'm always I'm always open to meet new people and especially experts in the fields is great. Yeah. Looking forward to this. Cool. So 
the whole point of this, as I said off there, is, is that we're just going to have a chilled conversation, which is good because it's really warm out there. Uh, we, we are going to just have a nice laid back kind of look at you, you and, you know, your approach to marketing, the wonderful work that you're doing on LinkedIn. But before we do get into that, Angus, what I like is I'd love it if you could take us back. And uh, you're not that old, Angus, so I'm sure you can remember this. Um, but what I, <laughs> I what would I want, struggle now. <laughs> what, I want, what I want you to do, Angus, is, uh, is take us back take the listeners back take us back to uh your very first uh, kind of start in the wonderful and mad world of marketing how did you get started and uh you know what has led you to where you are now you know it's, it's just really interesting because my background i started off in a wine bar running a wine bar in covent garden oh wow blake's wine bar and we used to have media people coming in all the time and one of the guys ray kelly who ran tmd at the time said to me you're wasted in here and then from there he introduced me to a couple of people and i got a job in a small marketing agency and it was called the marketing shop and we'd do all the marketing for big ad agencies like bartle bogle hegarty gold greenless trot at the time and i just love that people interaction and what i found was that people research really badly they don't think about what their marketing is is actually trying to achieve they just do uh, you know i mean for me i think that marketing for a lot of people is like a martial art you know and mm. it's called tick boxing so they'll go buy a list send out a couple of ads make a few phone calls and it's not a tick boxing exercise it's a collaboration it's kind of like i i kind of see it as like a rubik's creek you know that kind of rubrics cube thing where mm. there's different permutations of marketing so i got kind of heavily involved with that got headhunted into ad agencies where i ran information departments and they were like the carlsberg complaints departments nobody ever came into them so <laughs> if you know what the carlsberg complaints department ad is then you need to look that up because it's great it sums it up so i'd then take the information to the people and make it knowledge so my job was to then um you know sort of take what they needed but didn't know that they needed yet and so build a bridge between departments and then i from there i kind of set my own company up and it was a bit it's been a bit up and down you know my early years frankly because because i'm a discovering alcoholic not a recovering alcoholic 16 years sober so the earlier years were just me going out on my own with my finance to, you, you know with my finance team which was me my marketing team which is me and we go for glorious lunches and i pretend i was working but <laughs> essentially essentially i then started doing social media but then found too many people doing social media and then i discovered that linkedin was the key to everything the linkedin is key to research to marketing to positioning a whole gamut of stuff so that's my background wine bar manager to linkedin unlocker in 30 years really wow i think the um the the tick box check boxing that you mentioned angus is, is so common and so many people even come to us just because they've been told to do ppc rather than having any idea of why they should do it and it's the first questions we always go to people is what are you trying to achieve by doing this because without without that answer we don't know if it's the right channel for them yeah and and i really think that when it comes to marketing english becomes people's second language they just talk <laughs> marketing and they say yeah we need some ppc and we need some uh, we need some more outreach here and uh, you know you, no you don't think about what it is you need to start with i'm not saying that they don't need ppc but do where does it fit in the mix yeah 
and i think that's the important thing people people see things as as individuals and they don't see it as part of the mix that's something that we've gotten a lot better at doing over the last few years is uh, i mean we've always had the the very kind of ethical and honest approach to 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 our agency um but it's always been that we can quite quickly understand and decipher if someone's coming to us and they just see it as just this box ticking yeah. uh you know and they they don't really care what we do and how we do it they they've just been told to come to us uh, and and we usually just you know refuse and we do it respectfully we just don't work with those kind of people because that's not that doesn't interest us it doesn't excite us and 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 oh yeah exactly and i think there are too many companies that take on clients and they think you know what this is this all this this actually pays for our stationery for a month or this does this but they don't get involved there's no emotional involvement and i think for me i won't work with somebody unless a i get on with them and b i believe in what their product is but it's it's the rapport that counts i think more than anything mm. else and their desire to make a difference as well because we can all do that tick boxing thing and get nowhere fast and we see it all day long so yeah it never works i mean we've no it doesn't it doesn't we've had people and they they become disinterested and then if they're accountable to someone else and someone says why isn't it working or why isn't it doing what they actually wanted it to do but they didn't explain that's what they wanted to do in the first place then you can go back and go well you didn't tell me this is what i wanted to do i know you and, told and me you I, wanted to do it <laughs> and i hear so many people that get in the thing saying okay let's run the numbers what the hell does that mean let's <laughs> run the numbers what the hell as soon as somebody says that you know and i was going to swear then so i won't they know that they've buggered up basically <laughs> you know that it's money you know whenever whenever i hear i think we should run the numbers jeremy then you know <laughs> that nobody knows what the fuck is going on i uh i gotta say angus i love your agency voice it's uh i, I swear i've heard that before <laughs> <laughs> well i had the pleasure of working and learning with some real killer brilliant people in mccann erickson tbwa bates dorland and some of those people would take no nonsense and you know they were just you know total ad people and it was great and i I'd, 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 I'd recommend going in any to anyone as an intern into an ad agency even if you don't get paid do it pay them to let you learn seriously i've always um i've always fancied myself and this is i'm going to sound so pretentious and, and just cringy here but uh you know when i'm sitting around creating you know ad creatives and, and trying to be you know at least a little tiny bit strategic with uh with my ad copy uh i always try and pretend that i'm uh, in mad men you know uh kind of sitting around in a smoky bar somewhere yeah, um yeah. And, and then i suddenly realized that i'm sat in my house <laughs> in uh in ellsbury and uh yeah it's, it's kind of gone um I but we're gonna say jordan belfort there michael <laughs> yeah, no 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 not quite not quite no, I'm, I'm, I'm honest i'm nice i'm not gonna rip people off um, oh, but I Angus, the real life the real life characters in adland are just wonderful i worked with trevor Beatty that came up with uh the hello boys campaign that worked for this oh. that did fc uk and Trevor's great. All right, Angus, how's it going? <laughs> it's brilliant. Love it. Love it. Anyway, sorry, I stopped somebody then talking. No, it's it's, it's really interesting and uh, really good to to hear your stories here. But the, the one thing that interests me, and you kind of mentioned it earlier, was that you were kind of brought into these these agencies um, to essentially as the data guy, uh, the one that would you know not just kind of put your finger up in the air and go, oh, I think that's what we should do, you know. Um, you know it's, it's something we do 
do here at Digital Gearbox is, is we essentially live and die by the numbers um, because that's the best way to be in our particular uh, field. Um, however, I have really, one of the things that helped connect me to you in the first place was I really love the look of the LinkedIn Unlocker brand. And uh, you're, you're very particular about the visuals. Um, was that something that you learn as later on in your career or did you always have that kind of creative flair but you also just realized that paying attention to the numbers was super important well i kind of think a combination of stuff when i first started on my own i kind of figured that there's too many people doing what i'm doing and i've got to differentiate myself and it's only in the last four or five years that i've come up with the linkedin unlocking kind of brand because i asked my clients i said what is it that i do and a lot of them said you've unlocked my potential you've unlocked doors that weren't you know that were firmly closed before and i kind of thought that was quite a nice thing because again going back to my ad agency days when i ran the information departments we we dropped the word information because it's so passive knowledge is far far more strident and it's kind of you know it says what it does um and i think that my brand i had to differ it so i became my own category of one and if and if anyone wants to read a great book it's joe calloway becoming a category of one i recommend that to everybody and all the people i work with i insist almost that they buy it because it it, it really does focus you. you you know great there are a million linkedin trainers out there but there's only one linkedin unlocker not just by name but by you know but by brand and ethos and also direction so what i do is is different from a linkedin trainer and i know linkedin trainers who are very very good but they're very kind of two-dimensional whereas i see linkedin as a three or four or five dimensional you know sort of platform that really has to be as i said that rubrics cube thing where you mm. really look at it differently and think okay what does that mean is it positioning yes is it research yes is it competitor intelligence yes is it prospecting yes it's all of those it's all of the personal brand prospecting and everything else thrown in together and some people want less or more of each one and that's where i kind of i i think make <laughs> people think about it because you know the about section of your linkedin profile people think it's about you that's rubbish it stands for addressing business owners underlying triggers what is it that keeps Michael awake at night? What is it that keeps Becky awake at night? You know, it's not that they want A, B and C. The reality is that their burning hot button is that they either want new business or they want to position themselves differently. And you don't get to know that until you've asked them the question. And a, a lot of people will just take them through the standard. This is your LinkedIn profile. This is your picture. This is your headline. <laughs> it's, excuse my language. It's bollocks. Mm. <laughs> Mm. there i've broken the rule i've sworn no no do it do it we swear we swear all the bloody time on this podcast <laughs> so uh so do it angus it's fine Good. uh we're, we're all adults here um it's yeah. the, the thing is though is, is you must see the current you know the current landscape of linkedin and you must kind of rub your hands together and go great everybody is basically doing what i advise against Yes. Yeah. They do the same thing. They have a they 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 um, have a static profile, one that's not interactable. So there's no there's no calls to action. You know, um, they don't think about what um, what Google are looking for. So, you know, people write the most rubbishy headlines, helping people to be better people on a Tuesday. You know, <laughs> it's not going to do anything. It really isn't. 
and then their about section is i've been alive for most of my life now and what i've decided <laughs> is that i really like doing this and i can help you and it's just so boring and bland that it doesn't ask the question if you look at most people's profiles the the big don't is to have the profile that you wrote a year ago still sitting there mm. so on my profile my so in that about section i've got still magnetizing profiles in week 14 of the lockdown which shows it's current mm that blew me away when i saw that i was like that is that is awesome because that shows that you are actively going into your account into your profile and constantly keeping it updated yeah. which as, as i keep saying to people if you're not tweaking it every six weeks then go and do something else you know mm. and i'm not saying go from a ppc expert to a landscape gardener but just change the emphasis of the keywords and change the message slightly i think there's a lot the we can do uh with with our linkedin profile and i'm speaking for myself personally here uh obviously i've benefited well, from Michael, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know i mean the thing is angus i've benefited greatly from some wonderful you know tips and pointers that you've given me uh over the years um and i, I remember fondly back to when we could all sit in a room together uh yeah. your wonderful linkedin lunch uh in, in oh Water gosh Media, yes, in yes of course um, such a good networking event well organized and uh, I, I had a blast and came away learning stuff so um hopefully when we all go back to normal and you can start doing those linkedin lunches if you oh, have I... not gone yeah, if, if you have not gone dear listeners uh, and you are in the southeast area get booked on for those shows they are great events um but but angus i remember you know i i kind of i very quickly put my hand up when you said can i pull up can i pick apart somebody's profile i kind of regretted it i was like oh i'll do it i'll do it angus and you were like okay all right <laughs> know, let's yeah, have yeah. a look and uh, and you, you started uh, it was a bit of a post-mortem you're like uh, why why are you not doing this why are you not doing that and uh, it, but you did it in a constructive way and i came out of that meeting going whoa okay so i went back to my desk and uh yeah i mean i do have to admit though angus i haven't updated it since i so... know i, I kind of had a quick look and you know again it's it, it you have to make it as current as you can and right now i personally think and i may be wrong i think your linkedin profile will do the hard yards that most websites won't Right. you know because people will come to linkedin first because people got more time on their hands for a start you know so they'll have a quick browse and if it's written as if it was written a year ago then they're not going to they're not going to look at it but if you're talking about the fact that it's wet you know it's thursday and it's really hot sun you know it's really hot outside then people are going to say whoa hang on this is quite up to date and it is it is and the path i try and take people is from curiosity to connection to conversation to customer i don't and i hate playing linkedin kiss chase where you've got to <laughs> like somebody's articles for three years and then you comment and then you ask them for a connection request they've forgotten about you yeah. you know you've, you've i mean you've got to do you've got to get to the conversation as quick as you can without being without being too pushy but you know the use of video and audio on your phone or the audio messaging feature on linkedin is designed to cut through the rubbish and so my my kind of path, if you like, sorry, you as, as soon as, as as soon as you ask me a question, I'm off. I'm off and running. So you two could go on holiday. And you go for it. Ember, I'd still be talking. So you know. So I always send a I always send a video message with the connection, not 
afterwards but with the connection request hello mm. becky um you're whatever whatever great to meet you today i'd really like to connect da -da -da. then when you've accepted i always send an audio message to say thank you becky for accepting my connection request i'll find your postal address and i'll put a postcard in the post so two days three days later you'll be reminded of me again then Two days after that, I'll then send you a quick Vidyard video into your inbox saying, I didn't hear from you about the postcard. Now, even if you contacted me, I'd say, thanks for getting back to me on the postcard. Did you get the second one? Which I'm lying because I haven't sent it. But then that starts the conversation that then gets the conversation going again. So we've cut through all of that kiss chase rubbish and I've not had to like or do anything on your profile. And then we start talking and you say, you know what, I think I could do with some help. Or I say, you know what, your services are just what one of my clients is, is like looking for. So it's referral as well as use, you know, as well as working with that person directly. I think that's what people forget. They just they've got this static kind of view of how to do it all because some tossy trainer has told them that you've got to spend eight years getting to know somebody. Mm. I don't and think I have draw they can help themselves. Either, I mean, to be honest, it's not like LinkedIn give you that little nudge to update your profile no, on a weekly no, basis don't. or anything like that, which would and be useful. They kind of, yeah, they they are expecting people to, you know, set and forget, and mm. they should, you know, it's like whenever you get a connection, you know, gosh, if I see another person that's just puts their connections into, as I said on that lunch, Michael, you know, the kind of sweet jar, it's not, mm. you know, sort of connections don't need to add up. They just have to count. Mm. So it's better to have a hundred that you're talking to than 10,000 that you're not. Yeah. I, I was going to say that what you're saying is genius, but I mean, it's kind of not in the fact it's just, it's common sense, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it's, it's how how do you how do you want to treat people how would you like to be treated yeah um all too often we see it on linkedin that people are are cutting out literally you know it's a 10-step process they're cutting out the first nine steps to get to the the hard selling and no one wants to be sold to like no, that no exactly and 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 i actually think of it as a social solving platform not a social selling platform so if i've mm. solved your problem you buy from me which negates the need for me to sell to you mm. so my profile my about section again is my why you know so the why is what problem am i trying to solve and who for like the H is what hot buttons do they have and how do I address their problem? The Y is what is the utility of using me and what's the yield of using me? Mm. Pretty simple. Mm. And I love anagrams. So, you know, I'm kind of known for writing those silly little drawings <laughs> and screw them up and take a photo. <laughs> but, you know, uh, it works. They work. They work. They work. Yeah. Um, but it's like people you, you say that people are, are gonna uh, buy from you uh, eventually and it's it's the social solving uh, aspect is um if you if you just treat people well you talk to people you engage with people in a normal fashion you give them something of value uh, you know even even if that value is literally just you leaving them a voice note saying hey it was really good to connect with you I'd love the opportunity just to have a one-on-one -on -one or, or something like that. Or have you considered this? Maybe chuck an anagram at them. And, yeah. um, you know, that, that kind of thing, you know, and, and then 
I, I love the way you describe it. You don't have to play that bloody kiss chase. You don't have to just oh, be running around, you know, tiresome. doing all this stuff. You know, the thing is, is, is what, what we notice, uh, throughout the entire internet is businesses and brands get social media so wrong sometimes um because they see it as it's a content platform and they're they're just screaming they're screaming into the void but they're not listening i know and and you know what i've i i think it's a content conspiracy i think somebody somewhere has hypnotized us all into thinking that we've got to write 10 blogs a month uh you know but if nobody's reading them i i see so many people and I speak to so many people who come to me and say, look, I've been spending two grand a month with this LinkedIn trainer uh, and they're telling me to write content. I'm getting great engagement on the content, but nothing else. I said, well, I'd rather put a post up that gets no, you know, sort of engagement at all. But know that I can then just pick the phone up and speak to person X, Y or Z because I'm connected to them and just cut out all that having to. Why build a wall if you can then be put on top of the wall straight away so why go to the effort of content all the time that's not really getting you? i'm not denying that content is important but i think different content you know no one's using audio there's a great app called anchor which is an audio app and you can do 60 second recordings and make them into videos of your words i mean 60 seconds if you can't convince somebody or get a message across in that time you're, you're like dead in the water Mm, mm, absolutely anything um, different i think anything slightly left of field anything that, that that gets that curiosity element going i think it's a fine line because i i think just related back to linkedin i get connection requests all the time yeah and sometimes if it's too left field like people just saying how's your day without any context of why they're talking oh yes i know yeah 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 <laughs> which is why if i put a video in there i will i will mention their name two or three times yeah and and i will say this you know i understand entirely if you decide not to connect with me but yeah. uh just in case we don't connect i think you should just add this in your profile i'll leave that with you and hope that we can connect so i'll, I'll always leave a little tip if i think yeah. that if it's kind of useful and i get that there are the thing is though there there are too many people that are using automation tools now on on mm. like linkedin i actually mm. had one from a friend uh, he's a friend and it said hey angus and i thought you've never talked to me like that <laughs> you know what the hell are you doing hey buddy how's it going yo kind of attitude and i thought you've never spoken it's more as hello hello nigel here how are you uh, you know it's not hey buddy yo get on down mrs brown you know none of that and it was just like i said why are you using automation tools because i said automatically what you've done now is you've actually put my relationship with you back because mm. i think a you're a knob to use with you and secondly <laughs> You know, it doesn't sound like you. It sounds like you've been kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. do, do, do you know um, this is this is a really good point, right? And uh, it'd be good to get your thoughts on this, Angus. Is uh, that there are there are a lot of LinkedIn coaches. There are a lot of coaches out there. Just full stop. There are. And um, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with that. There are a lot of PPC agencies out there. You know, at the end of the day, there's enough business in the sea to keep us all afloat. Um, but the thing is, is when you have coaches that 
you, you're working with a coach and they're, they're telling you this. Some people take it all just too much to heart. And sometimes that message actually robs that person or that business of the thing, of the spices that actually make them unique. So with, with, with your friend, you know, being like, oh, hello. Yes, Angus, um, you know, immediately go, yo, hey, bro. You know, yeah. that's not that's not him. And, and exactly when you when you're having a conversation with someone for the first time or, or even the second or third time and all of a sudden you sound different. I'm not going to trust that. I'm not going to, I'm going to be put off by that. Exactly. Exactly. And so, which is why I do the video and do the sound because you know what you're getting straight away. You know, you know, and I think, sorry, Angus. Yeah. So, so, you know, for people then to, to actually listen to somebody and change what their tone of voice is to suit who the coach or the trainer is that's telling you what to do. It's just madness. It's, It's just madness. And, and, and I hate to use the word authenticity, but I am going to drop it in here. But, yeah. you know, authenticity is uh, we need to come up with a new word for it because everyone uses that word now. But uh, at the, the end of the day, the reason why I like you, Angus, is because you are you. You tell it like it is. You are a unique person. Um, you know, that's how we should all be. Um, and, and we shouldn't, you know, the, the day of kind of going into work and becoming this entirely different person than going home, you know, is, is kind of gone. We kind of need to be our sales all the time um particularly in kind of sales and and marketing because people buy from us people buy from people um as long as we're not being assholes and uh, you know calling each other you know horrible names and just being dicks which i am starting to see a bit of a rise of in linkedin people seem to be kind of confusing yeah Yeah, they're kind of becoming like edgy you know it's it's kind of weird um but but the thing is is you will never break that angus grady mold just to get a sale no, I, I always say that people buy into people long before they buy from them. So ultimately, it's the relationship, the personal brand that I'm building up. And if people like it, and I think most people, there's a lot of people that don't, you know, a lot of people find me a little bit, little bit too direct. And they think that in their business, what would I bring to their business? They'd have to change. I said, no, as we've just discussed, don't change, but just morph a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm true to myself and I hate that A word as well. I hate that word and the passionate word. If I see passionate <laughs> in one other person's bloody LinkedIn profile, if, if you're telling me you're passionate about what you do, it makes me think, well, why are they telling me? Shouldn't mm. they be? I suddenly thought the need to go check my profile. I, don't, I was going to say, I was going to say, <laughs> you know, off you, yeah, so, <laughs> and, you know, passionate and, you know, we give great customer service. Well, of course you freaking do. If you yeah. don't, why are you doing it? It's not about you addressing business owners, underlying triggers. You know, that's yeah. the thing for the about section and about what your profile does. And there's a whole, you know, don't start me. There's a whole bunch of stuff that people get wrong on LinkedIn because they're trying to fit a formula that someone has said that this works best. You know, how to write a headline. Well, you know, keywords at the front, waffle in the middle, keywords at the end. <laughs> you know, keywords, a bit like PPC, you know, mm-hmm. Google looks for keywords. Guess what? LinkedIn does. And if you pepper those throughout your profile, you stand more of a chance to be fun. The waffle is what you do and how you make people feel of the service you deliver type of thing. You know, who you do it for and what you do. And then end with some keywords in that headline. Simple stuff. So, you, I mean, you, you've already given so many tips out to us, Angus. I'm loving this, all this, all this information. But tell us, tell us more about the LinkedIn Unlocker and sort of how you typically work with people. 
I typically take their money and I go away for two weeks <laughs> on holiday. Uh, <laughs> what, I do, what I do is I will have a consultation call and say, kind of, you know, people, I am getting more inbound than I do outbound, which is uh, a blessing. And Lovely. I have to say that I am very lucky, very, very lucky. Mm -hmm. um, basically, a quick chat. What is it that you need? We agree. And my entry point is kind of like the LinkedIn surgery. So what happens is we'll have a proper triage call where I'll ask questions. What is it that you're trying to achieve here? Don't give me the fluff that you want me to hear. Speak my, speak English, not mm -hmm. marketing. You know, mm -hmm. people know a couple of words of marketing and they think they can speak the language. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear what it is that really pisses you off about how you're trying to progress your business or your brand. We, I, I make a note of there. They, they, people get a small questionnaire you know 80 pages long it's not it's like with two pages um and then we go into the linkedin surgery which is 90 minutes over zoom recorded and we address those issues as well as showing people how to really use linkedin so how to search how to write their profile how to set it out how to respond to people and then they get a recording of that and the surgery notes and a summary and then we have an outpatient where I'll go back and say, look, Becky, look, Michael, you know, you've spent the money with me. Why haven't you done this? Well, I couldn't do this because of that. Well, why didn't you say? Because I felt a bit of an idiot. Well, don't just do it. <laughs> do this. So yeah. at the end of that process, which takes about two weeks, triage, surgery, outpatients, their LinkedIn profile is now in the position where they can start using it and they already find that they've got an uplift in that two weeks and then i'll schedule another call with them in a week's time and say okay where are we now great your numbers look great and then often people say you know what i don't want you to do this for me i want you to do it with me i don't mm. do done for you i do done with you so yeah. then i'll say okay let me help you with the prospecting the searching the finding and then we'll work out a strategy for fight you know how to get through to those uh, 35 facilities managers that you've decided that you need to be talking to so we work out a messaging structure i will advise on a postcard copy so they then get some postcards done again most people do the postcard thing um, and then we say, okay, right, let's attack these people, but gently. <laughs> a gentle attack. I like yeah, that. I mean, yeah. So, so you know, like we don't. It's it's not a full charge at them. We'll like skirmish around the edges and make sure that we take them from curiosity to connection to conversation to customer, and get the intrigue going and do the audio, do the video. So they're in, you know we're top of mind all the time. Nice. And, and do, pe do people need the, the premium version of LinkedIn to do that? Do you know what? I, I always say, if you know how to take a bend in a Vauxhall Vectra, you can do it faster <laughs> than you can in a BMW. Yeah. Essentially, essentially, learn to drive your Vauxhall Vectra properly and efficiently, <laughs> then think about a BMW. There are, hacks, there are hacks and ways of doing searches and saving searches offline that gets around the commercial limit. Mm -hmm. If people look at alumni on LinkedIn, the alumni search, oh, it's just honestly, have a look at it. If you haven't looked at alumni, just go into Oxford University, go into the alumni section, and you get several options for where they studied or rather what they studied, where they live, what they do. You can narrow it down. You can find exactly the person that is your target market 
through that and when you connect to them some of them assume that you've been there i went to six universities the other day what a knackering <laughs> day that was i was up and down the country <laughs> sterling or oh, southampton <laughs> You know, and then you just connect with people and they think, oh, I don't know this person. He must have come from the university because you're when you actually connect with people, it gives you a suggested your university, your your own university, your own school kind of kind of suggestions for those people. It's just great. There are so many easy, common sense, nice, gentle ways of getting in contact with people and finding people. Yeah. Do you when find the people you know and this is this is kind of a constant throughout the internet but i do see it perhaps a little bit more on linkedin people kind of have that wall up that, those shields they they're coming at this very cynically they think that you're going to immediately start selling to them as soon as you yeah. connect with them because you know the thing is is i want to connect with people that i might not necessarily know because i'm attempting to network and yeah, i don't want to i don't want to keep things local because we're a digital agency i want to yeah. talk to uh, to anyone however I will very often get connection requests from the United States and, and it says that there's some sort of web developer and I'm sure everybody gets this. And um, before they've even said my name, before they've even told me something about how I like to chew bubble gum and solve problems, they're saying, you know, <laughs> hey, buy a website from me. And I'm like, fuck off. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you can, you can see them in the connection request. So what I do is I go to manage all, and then mm. when you've done that in the connection requests, it then allows you to send them a message. So if I thought that you were trying to spam me, I'd go, hi, Michael, thank you so much for this connection request. I smell a rat here. If <laughs> if you're going to spam me in two seconds, then we ain't going to last. You know, this is not even going to be a one night stand. This is going to be an hour stand. And, you're <laughs> off you. and then nine times out of 10, they'll come back and say, yes, I am going to sell you this. And I say, OK, and I'm still not connected to them at this point. And there's two people I now right. talk to on a regular basis who I'm not connected to because I don't want them in my feed. I don't want them commenting on my stuff or even knowing what I'm doing. But through the mess, through the introduction, through the connection request, I've been messaging them and I can still talk. One guy is desperate. He's a lead generation guy based out in the Philippines. Now, I know that he's going to spam me to death, but he's already given me two people who I might want to do business with. And he said, these are two of my clients in the UK. Have a chat to them. Now, he's gone the extra mile to actually attempt to help me, which is great, but I'm still not going to connect with him until one or two of these guys connect or rather mm. convert. So, yeah, I always ask up front. I'm always, you know, so I'm, I'm pretty, pretty, you know, like forward with it. I'll say, you know, what do you want? Yeah, that's a good idea. Do, do you I, think to be on the other side of things, it would, what, I, I'd be interested to know your thoughts on this. If I was to reach out to somebody and the first thing I say, other than my name is, hey, I'm Michael, look, I'm not, I'm not looking to sell to you. Or do yeah, you think, I think that's just... I, No, I think it's great. I think it's a great policy, especially now, because, you know, my inbox is flooded with, uh, mm. hey, buddy, let's connect. You know, <laughs> who the hell are you? You know, hey, mum, stop talking to me like this, mum. You know, <laughs> um, but, you know, you know uh, I, yeah, I, you know, for me, I think, and I hate the A word, but it's more about honesty and being yourself. And mm. I think that if you say that and say, look, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I really want to just connect, you know. Hopefully we can connect because, you know, I'd like to have your talent and your expertise in my LinkedIn community is how I phrase it. And I always say, you know, and then I always say that if you're open to connecting, great. 
but if not i understand that you you know that you've got loads of people trying to get your attention kind regards angus boom 90 percent of them come back and say get lost no they don't <laughs> they come back and they say you know great and then i always try and get them on a phone call as quick as i can and again not be pushy i just say would love to chat you know in my audio reply to the thank you it'd be hi michael thank you so much for connecting really appreciate that you know i know that you get a lot of stuff coming through so great to be connected if you want a quick chat about anything that i do and i would like to hear about what you do mm. then let's just set up a phone call mm. and you know some people it's that age-old thing when kind of people make phone calls they kind of phone up a company and the first thing they do is they do it's like they've been trained on the t's and c's of a radio commercial what the hell was that yeah what was that so you know what i do is i phone up and um, i say this is a cold call and they giggle half the time they go they kind of snigger and i say no seriously this is a cold call i what i i'm just wondering if you can help me i'm trying to get through to the person that does your marketing now i already know who that person is and they go i'm not sure i said well i tell you i i'd make it easy for you i think his name's ian i know his name's john so i'll put a few rough names in there that aren't right and automatically without me even saying anything they go no it's john and they confirm it for me fantastic i've not asked them but confirmed it <laughs> Then if it starts to get a bit sticky, I do my stuttering. I start to stutter. And I say, oh, sorry, I just thought I'd have this under control. They go, don't worry, take time. By the time you've stopped, by the time they've, by the time you've gone through that, they've forgotten why you wanted to call Ian or John, and they put you through. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard such a strategy before. It works. <laughs> me, it works. If you... If you say it's a cold call, then you've disarmed them. They, they, all of their objections are gone. They can't. They can't do anything. This, this is amazing. It goes back to that that A word again, though, because there's nothing worse than when someone pretends to know you, and they'll be like, "Yep, you you said that I could call you in six months' time," and you, you then just put on the back foot like, "I don't remember ever speaking to you. I probably didn't say that I wanted you to call me again in six months' time because I wouldn't have said that." and then yeah. your backs up because they're lying to you yeah, Where yeah. Actually an honest approach say, oh when they say hi buddy you know how's it going yeah, hi who, buddy hi who friend the fuck are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or just say well actually i'm glad you called because i've just fallen on a knife and i could really do with an ambulance boom phone goes down <laughs> oh, wow Did, i think this is a game-changing technique i know exactly what i'm going to be doing this afternoon becky well honestly <laughs> honestly again if you're confident enough about it and you just say look this is a cold call uh but you already know some of the things that you want to be getting out of the call anyway uh and you know i quite like i quite like getting the no out of the way because that means to be you know no to me stands for nil objections okay so they, they're not going to then, then they then you've you've already heard that it's no so you know that they're not going to be talking about it and you just say can i just ask you something and always use the colombo question you know that great detective series just as they're about to go say, oh, oh oh actually michael i wonder if you could just and then cough <coughs> or, 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 or or like stutter and they're still with you and you say do you know am i right in thinking and then kind of flatter them with a the question they'll go off and they'll talk about what you want them to talk about and then you 
then you can slightly guide them back onto where you want to be. So they said no to start with, but by the end of the call, they've told you more than you'll ever need to know. <laughs> it's great. And, but again, just, just being able to chat and just feeling comfortable with it is great. It doesn't yeah. work all the time, but it works the majority of the time, I have to say. It, it, I mean, we'll give it a go. But um, I'm going to go back to your point about sort of not having it. Less is more in terms of quant uh, quality of contacts. What would your advice be to someone like me who's built a mass of contacts of people I don't really know that never talk to me on LinkedIn? Would you go through and just remove all the ones that, that well, you don't know? I c it depends how many you've got, but I always insist that I do an audit with a client. So once we're mm -hmm. working together after the surgery, we'll do an audit, just go through and then check all your first line connections by region and by and by industry. Save yeah. the URL of that so you've got it in a in a separate place. You can put it in a spreadsheet and then chip away at each one to say, you know, do I really need these people in you know Elon Duragua? Do, am I ever going to contact anyone in Bolivia? No. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, so make sure that they're the right area. And then and then if they're if they're doing stuff that's in your sector. So if they're, you know, if they are, if their keywords propositions are ones that fit your kind of values and your industry, then hold on to them. But what I would do is I'd start then connecting with people that you do want to be connected to and make sure yeah. that you make sure that you kind of save those offline. So for yeah. instance, I, I do little searches, mini searches, and I do something called SIM cards, which are sales intelligence maps. Sounds interesting and devious and great. It's a freaking spreadsheet with your name <laughs> on it. And it's all the bits, all the articles that you've done. So I'll copy your latest article, the URL, and put it into a spreadsheet. And I'll do the numbers. I'll do some basic numbers, and, and also have a column that says which groups you're in. So when I look at when I look at Michael or Becky, you know, like SIM card, then I know that you've done this recently without having to keep going back into LinkedIn. Because what I don't want to do is let you see that I've looked at your profile, then five minutes later call you. Yeah. Yeah. So I take all that offline. So I would actually search for the people that you know are going to be more useful is the wrong word that can be symbiotic is how I like to call it, you know, so how you can help them and how they might be able to help you. Because a lot of the people I, I, I actually work with, I don't end up doing, you know, some of them that I don't work with have been as helpful to me as I can be to them by yeah. not being a client. And I think that's the thing. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got quite a backlog of uh, people in China who make plastics because I used to work for a, a plastics company. Well, I would go ago. and get all of those, <laughs> and I would just say cheery that cheery bye. It's been, <laughs> or or what uh, what I did at the start of or in the middle of last year was I went through and I had one standard message which I cut and pasted. So I was doing ten a day. You know, hi, Ian. Hi, John. Hi, Becky. Hi, Michael. We've been connected forever. We've never spoken. I think this is time to call it a day. I, I, it hurts me. It's oh, not wow. you. It's me. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, <laughs> nothing you've done would upset, you know, nothing you've done to upset me. I just think that I just think it's it's time. And some people, um, if they don't reply to it, you think, well, go. Some people yeah. replied and said, no, 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 I really like your content. And then it's the opening to say, well, what is it about my content that you like? Mm. It's and just, then just, but again, it's a time. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's another thing to do. Mm. 
but it, it seems worth doing especially if you're in business development you know we, oh, we, you, we you know we connect with so many people and and, and i'm going to be the first one to admit it um you know, I can be a little bit lazy with regards to business development. I let things fall in my lap or I go to the well that I know is always going to deliver. Um, LinkedIn has generated some really interesting leads for me over the last year, but for, for whatever reason, I don't go to it as my default kind of well. So maybe I should change that. Yeah, I think that, again, simple things are the things that drive this okay so if you do a search if you do a phone number search uh, 01442 is my local phone number okay put mm. that into the search bar all the people that have got that number in their profile come up save that search because then you phone them you don't have to mess about finding their phone number you've got it they've given it you so when i phone them they say how did you get my number i say well actually you gave it to me michael no i didn't yes you did it's in your linkedin profile they go really <laughs> and that's the kind of conversation starter while i'm here can i just ask you about your ppc stuff because if you didn't know your phone number was in there do you not know what your ads are doing mm. kind of approach mm. Neat, I, I love Neat. it you just just opening my mind to so many possibilities and yeah. and then i save that search and then i would put that into a folder on my toolbar a chrome folder and then i'd come back to that search on a regular basis so I do an 01923 and 01296 and an 01442. Okay, so they're my local and also 01908, which is Milton Keynes. Mm. So I've got four separate searches, which is about seven, no, nearly nearly a thousand people plus who have given me their phone number. Why mess about with premium when you've got that anyway? Absolutely. Just want to confirm to our listeners that Angus is not charging us for this time and, uh, oh, and yes, is giving I us. I thought, I thought this was. <laughs> You're not recording this, are you? <laughs> no. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so much, so much value here, Angus. And, and again, going back to the introduction, I mean, you're, you're so open to sharing all of this information, and we can't thank you enough. But um, you I, know, well, I, I you know, always say that you've got to give it away to keep it. I mean, I'm 16 years sober. I wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for people giving away their time and their their support and help freely without ever thinking that they were going to get anything back. So, you know, my philosophy is that, you know, you've got to give it away to keep it. So, and you're a tremendous person and we're all really benefiting from you know you being here to to give these wonderful words of wisdom and this authenticity um but what i want to do is is we've been talking about the the present we've been talking a bit little bit about the past you know kind of purging the past getting rid of those plastic contacts that becky no longer needs but what i want to do quickly very briefly is just kind of segue into the future yeah. of marketing the future of of linkedin um you know you're very close to to linkedin you know it is your life at this point but how do you think that linkedin as a sales and you know kind of lead generation tool will continue to evolve as we move forward i think there's going to be a lot more personalization is where it's going to be they've they, you know linkedin have added quite a few new things so stories are new 20 second burst stories you know it's about you as a person which highlights the thing i was talking about earlier on about being brand you this is about personal branding people want to know what you're up to in like little little sound bites um i think that personalization will carry through the fact that you can write more now in your headline you've got 220 characters as opposed to the 120 that you had before 
groups are then becoming good again on LinkedIn. Events are being kickstarted again, so they're good. There's lots of little things that LinkedIn are doing. The fact that you can video, you know, you can send a video on your smartphone to somebody. The fact that you can send an audio is telling me lots of different things. It's telling me that people are wanting to talk. So typing a message is still valid, but I think people want to see and hear people. And I think the future is going to be more personalization. It's going to be doing things like we talked about already, postcarding, you know, all of those kind of things that cut through the, the rubbish that people are seeing. Marketing is only about getting the right message using the right media to the right person at the right time. Sounds simple, I know, but it's not. We all know that. But if you if we keep it as simple as possible, then LinkedIn is going to help you to do that really is from um from our experience with with linkedin advertising certainly since the last uh 12 months there's been a lot of changes on the on the ad platform element of it and yeah I they have the the thing i like about linkedin is just it's the only place where you get the ability to directly target those job titles those industries bingo, bingo. and I mean, the, we've talked about how people don't update their profile as regularly as they should, but the nice thing is that people do tend to update their job titles when they do move. Yeah, and, and again, it's the only social media platform that's asking you to write a profile that demands yeah. that you write a profile. So why wouldn't you write yeah. one that's congruent with what you're trying to achieve? Yeah. I've never, I, I, I've only ever used the ad platform two or three times, and it's. I personally find it really expensive. It's expensive. Mm -hmm. It's. It's. They've made massive improvements. Yeah. The fact that you can put the code on your website now, and they've got all these other bits and bobs, widget codes, and all that, is great. Is great. But I think it's going to be some time before people are using it. And I think, I think for LinkedIn, people quite like the more personal touch the kind of the, mm. the video the audio the quick message i think that that's the way through and you know if you're clever about what you do there's no reason why you can't literally choose the people that you want to work with mm. yeah yeah it's great I, I would say that LinkedIn ads platform is probably, I mean, the way I, I look at that and I kind of lump in Facebook is um, to, to kind of go with your personalization uh, message, Angus, is I like to use LinkedIn as a remarketing or retargeting platform. So you you essentially, I, I probably wouldn't go down the route of uh, getting in front of everybody, you know, and having that initial touch point be on, on LinkedIn. Um, so what I would do is I would use LinkedIn ads and we do this for, for, for some of our clients, but we also yeah. do the, the, the wider, broader targeting as well. Um, but you know, my, my favorite way to use LinkedIn ads is to use it as that retargeting platform. Okay. So you went to my website and uh, you downloaded this resource or you went to this page. Okay, cool. Let's talk a little bit more about that. So you have that personalized ad copy yeah, in there already. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, and, uh, and also it's a little bit cheaper as well, because I mean, the, the price of LinkedIn ads has gone up. Yes. Because advertisers has just been, they've just been flocking to the platform. Um, not really knowing why to go back to the conversation. Oh, we just have to do it. We have to be on LinkedIn. Yeah, kickboxing, the market lot of marketing tick absolutely yeah but uh, but the thing that um i you know have found as well to be very very valuable with linkedin and linkedin ads is to utilize the organic and the paid together as best as possible because okay. yeah. if you put together if you put together a post 
and you're getting loads of really good engagement on it lots of likes lots of different you know uh, reactions that they use now uh, lots of comments lots of shares why not put some budget behind that and uh, expand the reach of that post to people that you feel would react to that post so take yeah. the content and put some money behind it i get that and i you know i'm all for that because what it's doing is it's not blindly chucking money at a wall mm. and thinking you're already got the stuff so what i do on on, on a non-ad basis i ran the uh the milton Keynes tech fringe linkedin lunch i'm not going to say that again um <laughs> about a month ago six weeks ago and all the people that signed up to the event I've got a spreadsheet of all their names through Eventbrite and through the event thing itself and with their emails. Now, I'm not a great emailer, but I'm not daft enough. I'm, I'm kind of sensible enough to know that I can use those emails if I wish. And I then go back and I speak to each of those people and say, OK, how's it going since the lunch? You, you never came back to me and I'm still sitting at the table with two ham sandwiches. What am I going to do with them kind of thing, you know, <laughs> and then start having a chat with them. And then they come back and say, I loved it. It was great. Actually, how much would it be to do a surgery kind of thing? So I did, you know, and I'm not ashamed of doing it that way. Some people are really weird about this whole sales word. You know, it's like we're not allowed to do it on LinkedIn. We've been told not to sell. Yes, you freaking well are. That's the whole point. And you people should put posts up to say, this is what I do. I am Michael. I work in a PPC agency. I work. I do this for your agency. Call me now. And people that they're too soft and fluffy. And I think that doing retargeting is great. But I think people need to be a bit more direct as well. I went off at two tangents at the same time then, and then I was, thought, ooh, where am I? I, don't, I love it. I love it. It's not the first time It's not the first time during this chat that you've absolutely blown my mind. <laughs> no, um, I've all over the place. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, you've, you've given us so many tips, Angus, um, but I guess if you could whittle it down to your three, three main tips, what would they be? If I had to be serious, I'd say start with your endorsements and your skills because those are your those are your google linkedin keywords okay mm -hmm. invent your own category you know become a category of one use mm -hmm. those keywords in your headline and make your headline punchy the first 40 characters punchy because those are the ones that follow you and the other killer one is to make sure that your job title in in, in like your last position the one that you see first of all in the experience actually has those keywords in there and describes what you do because when you download your link your you know like your linkedin url then that's what will be shown not your helping grandmothers across the street to be better people in a co-educational <laughs> authentic whatever you know and and also make sure that your personal url is clean you know yeah. not not michael kenny ppc guru lord of the earth which you are but you know <laughs> you need to just have your name and also god don't start me your banner you know please have a banner that says what you do and how you can contact you and change the banner regularly so you'd put text in that banner yeah again just say what you do so mine says something along the lines of uh, are you invisible on linkedin i n mm. the LinkedIn, you know this is not the time to be invisible on LinkedIn. 
I like it. I like it. These these are perfect tips, and uh, we, we've this has been such a valuable conversation, Angus. I cannot thank you enough. That's a pleasure um, for, for giving. I mean, I, I'm slightly melting in the studio right now. Yeah, um, I don't I mean, know how you guys do. <laughs> I've I've actually got the window open, and this mankini is killing me. <laughs> 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 i don't know i don't know if people are going to be happy that we're not doing video um <laughs> podcast yeah. at this point we, but i i do i will say this though i think you uh we could talk to you all day and I, um i could talk to myself all day and <laughs> um but but it's angus it's been an absolute pleasure having you here on ppc well, burrito and, and hopefully it's the first of many appearances because oh. um i think i think we could talk we could talk LinkedIn for, for days, forever. I think there was a famous actor that said, I'll be back. And I think I will be back. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, but, and if, uh, if anyone wants to connect with me, please do. Um, and, you know, happy to connect and happy to banter, happy to netter. Well, where can they find you, Angus? Uh, I don't have a website, even though my contact detail says I do. My LinkedIn profile is my, is my personal website. So Angus Grady on LinkedIn, LinkedIn Unlocker easiest amazing. place to connect amazing well angus once again thank you so much uh, for coming angus. on ppc burrito and uh yeah as you said i will <laughs> i'll be back we'll I'll speak to back. you again soon take care have a great <laughs> afternoon everybody there you go angus grady ladies and gentlemen what an absolutely amazing guest so happy that angus has given us some time today so uh thank you so much and, and thank you for listening to the podcast i hope that you've got some value uh from angus's tips i mean we were not actually prepared uh becky were we for how many tips we were about to get no and i uh, i now have the daunting task of going through my my hefty linkedin connections list and removing removing some of those contacts but um aside from that no you're right angus gave us so many tips and good advice around making making your linkedin a lot better um but let's let's loop back to, to P our ppc tips michael um and i'm gonna mm. hand over to you for our, our last ppc tip of the day yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this tip is a bit simplistic, and if you are a tenured marketing professional in the PPC, you know, world, you might roll your eyes at this one. Um, however, it's super important still, and it's making sure that you are utilizing all of the available ad space in your ad. So you know, you have character limits. You've got. 30 characters for your headlines uh, you've got 90 characters for your descriptions you've got 15 characters for your uh, for your paths um, now a couple of years ago Google rolled out the expanded uh, expanded text ads um, increasing the headline space from two to three now it's still very much a case that on mobile that headline free might not render however um, my recommendation to you today this tip is to test that test having the call to action in headline two. test you know seeing you know what works best I mean if you are running an ad group that has only one ad in it anyway, that's you're probably missing a trick. I mean, what we do at Digital Gearbox is we ABC test. We have free ad variants. We want to know what permutation of ad is working the best. And and further to that, going back to the original tip to fill out that 
that space. I mean, obviously, you want to fill the characters where it makes sense logically. You don't want to just cram stuff in there for the sake of it. So if you can't get, you know, 30, 60, 90 headline characters in, don't worry about it. However, my tip for you today is to think about how to structure those headlines. So what we do at Digital Gearbox is our ads follow this very, very simple format. Headline one is the what. It is the keyword that that person is searching for or very close variant to that keyword that they're searching so red trainers for example red trainers would appear very prominently in that headline one slot headline two will be the what you know what uh, sorry headline two will be headline two will be the why why should somebody click on the ad what makes that what makes this red shoe better than the other red shoe ads in that space so think about the things that you would use to establish that usp why should people click on that ad in the first place i'm sure you can fill up 30 characters talking about why your red shoes are better than everybody else's in the market and finally headline three is the how it's the clear you know important call to action here uh, so in red shoes, if you're selling them online, it would be shop now, shop today, buy now, add to basket, that kind of stuff. So the what, the why, and the how, very, very simple. Um, but it's incredible, Becky, how many advertisers don't actually use this, this structure. Yeah, it's um, it's always a bit disappointing when you go in and see one, one lonely ad in there. Um, but also at the same time you don't want to go overboard so we also go into accounts where there's 10 different ad variants and every headline uh, is different headline one's different headline two's different and and that's also not going to help you you want to do it in a in a really structured way testing one variable at a time so you know what it is about that ad that's going to make the difference so a tip within a tip there (laughs) super super tip i mean i feel like we've uh i feel like angus has kind of rubbed yes. off onto us and we just want to give everything yeah, away now but uh maybe that's the way to go maybe we'll we'll have a tip special episode of uh of the ppc burrito well um there you go that's a wrap thanks for joining us for this episode of ppc burrito i hope your mind and belly is filled with ppc knowledgey goodness If you haven't already, please consider following Digital Gearbox on LinkedIn and also on Twitter and Instagram at Digital Gearbox. If you're a business and you require any help with your own campaigns, please feel free to get in touch either by dropping us a message on social media or by going to our website www.digitalgearbox.co.uk. So from me, Michael Kenny. And me, Becky Hopkin. Stay safe, stay happy. And until next time, amigos, keep on optimizing.